perspective. Thrill me. Thanks for joining us again. Post Christmas. Don't have to watch any more Silent Night, Deadly Night films, Jared. That's now will. over we with. We will at some point. <laughs> we'll choose to do that again. It's now over with. <laughs> <laughs> For some of us. Oh, I don't think I'll ever watch that package. I mean, you've got, still got it, but I just get this feeling that the dust will continue no, to settle no. on it. There's no. director's commentaries on every film. I'll watch that. Oh, Christ. Like I said, I, I need um, – I've already said that I need – Oh, you need some Brian explanation. Brian to explain himself over part four, so I'll listen to that one. Difficult. That'll be a difficult discussion. The other two I didn't mind. Yeah, actually, the other two were all right. All right. For some reason, we found this film. I believe it's got a wrestler, an 80s wrestler, making their film debut. It's uh, 1993's Firepower. Mm. Found it on YouTube. His career was a one-off too. It was a one-off. <laughs> so this will be an interesting piece of viewing. Yeah, yeah. Afterwards, we'll uh, we'll rank him against the likes of Cena and Batista. <laughs> yeah, I get the feeling he's, he's lower down. <laughs> but before we get to that, let's do a bit of a run through what we've been watching. Jared, what have you been watching since Christmas? Well, I mean, last time we got together, I was, I was talking about Icebreaker. Mm. I don't think I've left. I don't think I've lifted the uh, the quality the of quality at all. Because so, by the way, I watched the Icebreaker trailer and was. Underwhelmed. Oh well, I, I wouldn't think he would have enticed you to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> hence the hence the whole watching it with riff tracks. <laughs> so I had a little bit of Christmas fare in here mixed in with some other things, but I watched the uh, Merry Little Batman, which was a Christmas movie. It was an animated Christmas movie that came straight to Amazon. Okay, it was actually pretty good. It was called, kind of more based around Robin and. His relationship with Batman set in the Christmas kind of thing. As a Batman fan, I quite enjoyed it. Yep. I got onto Joe Bob's Christmas fair. What was that this year? Well, there was a couple. I'll tell you what the first one was, and then I'll, I'll circle back to the second one. Okay. So the first one was The Brain. The Brain. It was uh, from the 80s, early 80s, I believe. It's just It was one of these ones about a giant brain kind of. <laughs> Infecting people's minds and then eating them and shit like that. <laughs> it was all right. <laughs> was it on there as well, or did you have to source it elsewhere? No, no, I had the whole. Oh, yes, I you had, had the, the whole package. package. Yes, that's I had right. the whole package. I before I circle back to the second of the Joe, Joe Bob Christmas ones because mm. uh, I did kind of delve a little deeper, but I watched the Five Nights at Freddy's movie again. Okay. The, the kids wanted to go back to it and whatever. I still enjoyed it and held up reasonably well for me. I think it's, you know, it's for people that like the game and like the lore around it. I kind of said that the first time. Um, I, I think if if that's not your if, – if you're not already into it, it's going to be a hard kind of sell. But, yeah, I enjoyed it again. I watched The Black Demon. Oh. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I know. Is it on Amazon Prime? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's, it's also on binge. binge as well. Fuck, yep. I've seen it, circled it, yeah. but then I read a review that basically said there wasn't much shark stuff in it. Well, so I, I read the review. I, re- I also read similar reviews before I pressed play. I should have fucking known better. But, look, it's got a setting that isn't such a bad kind of thing. Isn't it like on, like, an oil rig? It's on an oil rig, but it's also themed around, like, that the shark is kind of – the people there believe the shark is, like, a manifestation of, like – they're kind of cultural, sort of religious 
beliefs. Okay. And, I mean, overall, you can tell it's reasonably cheap, but the location looks great. And then we get onto the rig and, yeah, there's not as much shark stuff. There's a guy there. I haven't seen him before, but he's playing one of the fellas that's on the rig. Delivers a strong performance. He's a good actor. Unfortunately, Josh Lucas, who is an actor that I really like, is having a fucking shocker. He's <laughs> <laughs> honestly, he's uh, talking well, about, fucking, talking about a man in control knows. of his emotion and the fucking histrionics and all this sort of shit. He's just over the top. It's really over the top in a couple of points. And it's kind of like a couple of scenes you kind of sit there when he's delivering it and just go, oh, Jesus, you know, like. Cool off a little, Josh. Like, let's let's measure this. I know. Where's the Josh Lucas from Red Dog? Well, I you actually, I, I quite like the guy. So do I. As an actor, but I was just kind of shocked. Unfortunately, he's kind of fallen on hard times and ended up in Black Demon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was directed by uh, old mate that directed Last Blood too, Adrian Grunberg. Oh, was it? So fucking hell. <laughs> he hasn't uh, hasn't found his way back into my good graces <laughs> just yet. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I don't... <laughs> he won't be getting a Christmas card from me in 2024 <laughs> at this point. He's, not, he's fucking getting a lump of coal. Didn't get right. one in 2022, he's got the, he's got the whole fucking trailer's worth of coal <laughs> yeah, yeah. at his place. Yep. Fucking Gibbo will have him killed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I got onto the Sunset Cinema. Last oh, yeah. night. You know, Adam, I have a love-hate relationship with the Sunset Cinema. Like, it's a good experience. It can be good and bad. Well, the thing for me is it's a good experience, like an outdoor. It's a thing you can't do outdoors very often. But movies are best watch indoor for a reason. You know, the sound is shit. Yeah. The screen's kind of. The fucking flies are. <laughs> fucking flies and mozzies are. <laughs> I mean, I fucking covered myself in it, uh, in fucking rid. Yeah, but that shit's. <laughs> it's not comfortable to be sitting there in a sticky, buddy. <laughs> I mean. I tell you what, I covered myself in rid. Clearly, I needed fucking tropical strength because I did get stung. By a couple of mozzies while I was out there But also, it. there's fucking bats out there too. Yeah, there's bats, know? there's birds shitting Holy on you. shit. Also, um, on, on the way, on the trudge up there, which fucking on the it's way up, like they, they on the way up there's another, a workout because you're on an incline. And they fucking, need another way of getting up there. Yeah, yeah. Golf but, carts or fucking exactly. something or other. I don't know. Well, they had a sign this time that said, if you require assistance to get up the hill, call this number. <laughs> oh, I nearly called it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm 40 plus. I'm not yeah, in great shape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But also on the trudge up there, we pass the sign. And knowing it's at the Botanic Gardens, you know they're around. Yeah. But we pass a sign snakes. on the thing. Yeah, snakes. Snake was recently seen in this area. Oh, I'm thank like, you. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much. And you know they're fucking Eastern Browns there. So. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. It's not, fucking, it's, not, it's not some little piddly. It's a fucking murderer. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. Risking my life for trolls. Three. Oh, Jared. <laughs> oh, I'm not getting bitten on the ass by one of them for that shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, look, the things you do for your children. Oh, yeah, but, was but also, Trolls um, 3 crap? Look, it was average. As kids' movies go, they, oh, there was look, a few, there was a few laughs because it's kind of based around Justin Timberlake's story. So the story of the movie is that he used to be in a boy band. Oh. So there's a couple of gags that, you know, they start referencing, you know, they start talking about we're not in sync. 
and you know we need a new edition of this track and all this sort of oh, shit, like okay. mentioning all these boy bands, which they do actually get a couple of laughs out of. Was that a C note? Was it? Oh, <laughs> brilliant. Oh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not, pull, it's not a great right. movie. Because I'm, I'm, we're going to have a quick discussion when this is over because, fuck, you've only got to look at the box office to see there's some real shit in yeah, the air at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And fucking you're so, about to bring up one of them, well, I think. Yeah, yeah, well, speaking of that, I did see Aquaman. Mm. <laughs> look, if you like the first Aquaman, there's enough to like in this one. Like, there's some shit that they <sighs> – the first thing is you notice very clearly, obviously it's been a storyline, so it's not necessarily – a mystery, but you notice very clearly that Amber Heard's role has been minimised. Did they cut it or was it not filmed? <sighs> Do you think? I think they just cut it because they've got stuff in there. They've got scenes with his family and whatever, and then it's just kind of like she's got ten lines in the movie but seems to be kind of still important to what's going on. Right. So that's a bit weird. Look, Momoa as Aquaman is just something that is kind of – I'm not sure I loved it from the get-go. Like, he plays Aquaman as this big kind of goofy, fun-loving, you know, loves to smash a Guinness kind of. And uh, I don't know whether that was the way to go. I think they were trying to play with, oh, yeah, Aquaman's a bit of a joke, but we're going to make him really cool. Is he in the the first one? Was he like that? Not as much as this one. He was a bit, but not as much as this one. And it's essentially, look, they're trying to replicate the whole Thor-Loki kind of thing, but instead of doing it over... A bunch of movies, they just kind of squeezed it over two. That stuff's actually not bad. Him and Patrick Wilson together is is reasonably good. I loved the way that Black Manta looked, and I think yeah, yeah, Abdel Mateen is really good as well. Mm. But there's just a lot going on, and it's a fucking it's it's another assault on the senses. There's oh. fucking lights and sounds. And I, shit can't, I can't, I cannot do this angle. stuff. So yeah, it wasn't great as expected. It kind of bombed. So yeah, I. I I can only say that I'm looking forward to what James Gunn's going to do with oh. the DC Universe. <clears throat> I'll tell you what, mate. He's not coming in hot. Well, I mean, DC would be at the absolute lowest point. But that's probably a good be. thing for him. I know. can only go up. So at the, the end of the, the day. Know, the funny thing is people are already ripping on it. Oh, this is going to suck and all this sort of. Well, I'm like, well, Let's at least see what they produce. Yeah, because. Let's not get shit in ourselves just yet. Yeah, all the stuff he's done for Marvel has been pretty good in my book. And the Suicide Squad. I enjoy that. His version of Suicide Squad was one of the better DC movies. Like, By far. Um, By far. And from what I've heard that he's going to, the, you know, that I've spoken about this a bunch of times. There's so much good stuff out there that you can look at already. And this is kind of tied into my problem with Momoa. There's, there's, you know, you look at the way that the kind of animated stuff handled Aquaman and went from the clean cut to the, the fucking, there was a version of Aquaman that looks like Momoa with the kind of the, the long hair and the dreads, but he's got fucking one arm cut off and this sort of shit. I reckon they should have gone... That kind of route, but the stuff that that uh, James Gunn is referencing that he's going to be looking at for the Superman movie, mm. I'm all in on. I, I think he's he's looking in the right direction. So because they need to do something about Superman, yeah, that's Hopefully a that- that's a that's a property that can really work. Yeah, you can get it right. Yeah, you just got to get it right. And they've not mate, they have not got it right since fucking Richard Donner was making them. Yeah, that's, like you know what I mean. Like no one's got fair. it right since then. So yeah, bit of work there. Bit of so work there's a bit there. of work to do, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. Anything um, else? Oh, yeah. So circling, circling back, back to, this is, this to is Joe where, Bob. This is where things get real ugly. Oh, real ugly. <laughs> so the second movie on Joe Bob's Christmas special was The Ginger Dead Man. 
Full Moon Feature, Charlie Band, directed, <laughs> starring Gaz Busey. Oh, Gaz Busey. For, for two minutes. <laughs> oh, is he only in it? He's only in it for a couple of minutes, and then he gets reincarnated as an evil gingerbread man. <laughs> <laughs> so his voice is in it. But the other thing is, like, you can see, I mean, Charlie Band has made some cheap movies and sometimes masks it pretty well. Often not. But this is but one something that he like, didn't you know, mask something well. like trances. Yeah. I mean, even something like the last subspecies. I mean, you, it doesn't just scream cheap. Right. You may laugh at me for that comment. No, no, but, but, but I get what <laughs> you're saying. Dead man He's managed to sort of screams. locations and he's got one location, so it's not, you know. Well, you want to talk about one location. They filmed the Gary Busey scene, yeah. which obviously Gary what didn't come cheap. The rest of the movie is inside a bakery. Oh. They don't get anywhere other than outside the front of the bakery. <laughs> oh, my God. So How's Gary? Fucking, in fucking... Gary's loose. <laughs> um, and Joe Bob had the, uh, I believe her name's Robin Sidney, the, the girl that was in the movie and has just just this past week married Charles Band herself. Oh. Um, so she was in the Christmas special. Right. And they kind of mentioned Gary Busey and she was like, look, I worked with him for a day. And I've got a million Gary Busey stories. <laughs> That's about as far as she went. She she kind of mentioned a little briefly some of his acting methods that were fucking weird. Weird. But yeah. The funniest comment to come out of that, Joe Bob, who I who I believe also um married them, presided over the ceremony. God. He kind of he kind of mentions to her, look, Charlie makes cheap movies. Did he marry you? So he could get free acting from you for <laughs> the rest of your rest of your life. <laughs> he probably did. He crunched the numbers for his next movie and went, "Fuck, I'm going to save a few yeah, grand yeah. here." Um, Bit of Mary Robin. So yeah, look, that got ugly. Joe Bob always but makes it fun. But you watched the sequel, eh? Yeah? Joe Bob always makes it fun. Well, Adam, I did watch the sequel. Oh, I watched fuck, Ginger Dead Man Two: <laughs> The Passion of the Crust. <laughs> the Passion of the Crust. And how Ginger was Dead it? Man Two. That one was actually alright because they took it to a film studio. I mean, it doesn't fit with anything they did in the previous movie, but they just decided, right? Well, we've got a fucking a killer gingerbread man, so we'll take him to a film studio. There's people like John Carl Beekler in the movie as the director, right? And I think Greg Nicotero pops up for a minute as a special effects guy. So they set it around. Is Gary in that one too? Gary's not in it. Gary's long gone by then. Oh. Gary was in five minutes of the first movie and then provided some of the voice of the first one. I'm almost positive there was times when it wasn't his voice. So they just went with it. So they just went with it. And it's, look, it's essentially Charles Band is kind of making a bit of a gag about his own film studio. The guy's running a film studio that makes cheap movies and has a fucking – a series of killer puppets and things like that. Takes a few shots at, like, at critics and whatnot, but at least it was kind of funny. Okay. And then I punched into the Ginch Dead Man 3. Oh, fuck. Is there a Saturday third night, one? Saturday Night Cleaver. Holy shit. The <laughs> fact that you've even fucking mentioned there's a third one. Like, oh, I thought the second one was was getting oh, there, going too far. Well, the, the Saturday Night Cleaver has the Ginger Dead Man going back in time to the 70s. Uh-huh. Again, cheap. It's all set in a roller rink. Well, that's not a bad idea, though. Not as good. Not good. It's not good. No, um, Gary didn't return, did he? Return Gary didn't return. No, no, Gary's still not around. Uh-huh. What happened is the one after this one is Ginger Dead Man oh, versus Evil Bong. Right, so, so and I felt that, I had to go totally back. That's a totally different piece of because <laughs> that's that's got a long history of other Evil Bong films. Well, that we probably need to. I started. Wait I started on Evil <laughs> Bong. 
<laughs> you know, you want to know how many evil bong movies there are, Adam? Not including Ginger Dead Man. Yeah, First many, evil bong. Eight. Eight. <laughs> so I've started on. I've started it can't working on my. Be that through. much evil fucking grass out there. <laughs> Well, there is. Holy shit. Oh, you know what? That's the kind of thing you finish those eight movies and then you, you do what they do in Flying High and you fucking hang it next to <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? You well, pour gasoline on yourself. I thought to myself, once I mention this, you are going to tell me I need to be taken out back and fucking you, you put know out what? of my misery. You should have your fucking streaming services taken away from Well, this you. was the free one. It's like, I'm not paying for it. That's the point. <laughs> You yeah, cannot be trusted. <laughs> I can't. Be. I can't. Yeah, you you know, the, the cannot worst... be trusted with this stuff. <laughs> the worst thing about it is that you know the nineties full moon features. There was like, there was like a charm to them. There was, yeah. as I said, there was times when he made it look like there was a bit more money in these There's things. There's zero charm to this stuff, is it? The, the charm's wearing off the touch. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm still in there. I'm still in. <laughs> You're hoping that there's there's one top-notch evil bog movie in there. I'm this. sure, out of eight. I mean, you've had eight goes at it. There's got to be one good one, and I'm going to find it. <laughs> what a viewing fucking nightmare. Like, you you must want it. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have been skull-fucked. Yeah. Like, you yeah. actually have. <laughs> Well, I don't think any of this is is progressing my life in any meaningful way. <laughs> Put it that yeah, way. I reckon you, your IQ was fucking uh, uh, five points higher. <laughs> <laughs> you watch this. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I did have one more after that. <laughs> Shit, what was it? Wasn't, it wasn't as bad oh, as that. So oh, I just oh. mentioned to you I've read, I'm reading a couple of basketball books. Hmm. So I read um, Charles Oakley's book and Scotty Pippen, not to get too far off track, but I watched the Bad Boys doco. Oh, what about the Detroit Pistons? Detroit Pistons. Does, it's a good doco. Mm. doesn't make me like him anymore. And no. the, the funny thing is, like, Isaiah Thomas, like, incredible basketball player, but you got tied up with Bill Lambeer, who, if he was playing in these days, would have been fucking, would have been suspended for half his career. Um, and my thinking is, you know, some people talk about the good old days. I don't mind physical play, but don't tell me you were the best at what you did when your method was I had to coat hanger people because yeah, otherwise they would have scored what? me. That bloke's got a fucking he's got a legacy. Yes. As a very average basketballer who managed to win two titles because he was a fucking yeah. scumbag. But this is, you know, this, is, this is what makes me laugh. They talk about, yeah, yeah, we we decided if you were gonna call us the bad boys. And look, you guys wanted that. Bill Lambier, that was his whole career. So oh yeah, you guys were gonna call us a bad boy, so we accepted it and we took it on. But then later in the doco, Isaiah Thomas, as he always does, he's, he's looking for his acclaim and looking for, you know, oh, we were one of the greats and all this sort of stuff. As a basketball team, yeah, but, but 30 years later, you're still reckoning with the fact that people didn't like the way you played. And that's, that's you know, I look at it and you're never going to be held up with the great champs because – Someone who could play basketball could be taken out of the game in your era by tackling them and fucking knocking their head off, which is what you had to do to beat some of these teams. Mm. And then, you know, this is, this is the thing about Isaiah. He's always looking to put himself in the conversation. Then he says something like, you know, after with, they got done. With magic and stuff. With magic it? and with Jordan. <clears throat> Fuck, mate. After, no. he gets, after he got, you know, after the Bulls finally beat him, there was, there's a clip of a reporter going, do you think people will be glad the Pistons are kind of vanquished now? And Jordan was like, yeah, I don't think people want to watch that style of basketball. 
And Isaiah comes out with a comment, I've never seen someone talk like a talk about a a, a um a champ that they've just beaten like that. And I'm thinking, well, 45 minutes ago, Isaiah, you're talking about how you thought you had the Celtics. You thought you'd finally beat them until Larry Bird took that steal and they won the series. And after that series, Dennis Rodman says, Larry Bird would be just remembered as, as just another guy if he wasn't white. Mm. And then Isaiah backs him up and I'm like, well, what's that? What sort of disrespect are you showing there? Because, yeah. look, Larry Bird, I don't think anyone that knows basketball wouldn't watch him and go, the guy had a fucking sixth sense about the game. Mm. He was a fucking awesome player just because he wasn't athletic. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of like, you, you want it both ways. And then, you know, you still want it both ways. You're still reckoning 30 years later with the path that you chose. Yeah, we're going to win it this way. We're going to win it by beating people up. But now you still want people to love you. And it's like, we just don't. Like, no one's going to love you. No, because yeah. also you I can respect the basketball. Like, he was a phenomenal basketball player. But, but they're sandwiched I don't like between him. other great teams. Yeah. Like, and sandwiched between the, the, the if you Celtics, ask me, Lakers era, and then the Bulls. If you like, ask me if I want to watch a really good basketball game and I want to see great basketball, I'm going to pick a Celtics game or I'm going to pick a Lakers game because they fucking played good basketball. Yeah, those series has flared up at times. But not to the point where, oh, yeah, well, our, our no layup rule means we're just going to tackle you when we go into the paint. Like these days, and I think it's for the better because the best basketball teams win, if you have to resort to fucking decking a bloke, well, you're going to be suspended for the next couple of games. And that shit never happened to Bill Lambie. Yeah, that's right. He got away with that bullshit his whole career. Yeah. You look um, at Draymond Green, another great basketball player who has his issues with doing this sort of stuff. His highlight package is probably less than Lambeer's, but he's currently suspended indefinitely. Yeah. So, you you know, that's this, that's where I land on it. Yes, I'll give you your due as a great <laughs> basketball team, yeah. but you're never going to be in that conversation for me because of that. No, absolutely not. But good doco. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll probably check that out. Yeah, worthwhile. All right, I, I did actually watch a couple of things. Dead, oh, fuck. Or well, the Evil Bong series or whatever, whatever <laughs> fucking... Inanimate object, murderous <laughs> inanimate object that Charlie comes up with next. Uh, I finished Welcome to Wrexham season two. Yeah, awesome. Because that's the season where they go on to have some success. Yes. Correct. Yep. And it just it 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 was a bit longer. There's probably a couple too many episodes, in my opinion. Mm. It's a little bit longer, but the episodes were fairly short. Yep. I think they were trying to sort of because I think they were kind of like. Showcasing the progression, uh, and they, they they did a couple of really good things. They showcased the women's team as well, uh, which I thought was a really cool uh, way of sort of you know bringing that into the mix. Is but that then, a team that they had always had, or have they now established it? They stab- I think they established it in the. S- they might have always had it, but it sort of became more prominent in that that second season because they were whipping everyone's ass. Yeah, okay. Ryan Reynolds's wife, one of her businesses is now one of their sponsors and all this kind of shit. Like so there's yeah. this there's all these connections now to them. But the end of it was just like the last episode just the way they kind of pulled it all together to showcase the success. Mm. You know, including like the Rocky, the music from Rocky and everything like that. It was awesome. Like it was fucking yeah. awesome. Like I really really liked it. Uh, and I think it's it's got real Real sort of feel good kind of legs about it, and if yeah. it continues progressing upwards, it's it'll be a fucking fantastic story. Yeah, yeah. But I also I also understand that you know these guys have probably got five years in it. Well, they bought an F one team now. 
which is a bit more expensive. So fuck, did they take a little bit of time, or they've bought into an F one team? Right. So, uh, maybe they'll be on uh, your favourite show. Uh, Trying to survive. Yeah. Yeah, they might be. But, I mean, there's bigger money in that and there's bigger issues like with that. Like Correct. that doesn't just turn around and fucking. And probably means more time. Yeah. Yeah. And you won't, as you just, Unless they've as you just, just got, got a mentioned. silent partners who bought yeah. in financially. I think, that's, I think that's probably what it's more what it's like because I don't think they would just leave the whole kind of surrounding stuff that they've built with Wrexham and just kind of drop that. It's got to take some time regardless away yeah. from other things. So. Agreed. So you just got to be careful with that because as long as they're doing the right things for the club and for the the, the actual um, place. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the key to all of it, I yep. think, at the end of the day. So, But it was really good. I got back onto the second season of Reacher mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime. Yep. Uh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really well done because – yeah, the character's just this kind of big fucking nomadic sort of guy who just wanders around fucking yeah. dishing out justice left and right. I've got a question for you, and this popped up the other day on my Instagram feed. He's on the juice, isn't he? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, holy shit, well, he's fucking massive. There was a question of like, you know, there, there was a clip of him saying, you know, I, I, had to, I got a gym built in my house and I kicked, you know, I kicked my ass for eight months or whatever. And the guy on the video was saying, yeah, You're yeah. You also, Jesus, he's in your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> guy, the guy on the video was essentially saying, yeah, yeah, like other people have done that, but they don't get that yeah, big. no, he's fucking huge. So like, you have to do the work, but you yeah. probably, to get to that. And it's not, yeah, what, what he'd be doing if he was taking roids, he's not, it's not illegal. I mean, fuck, these no, guys can do that shit. that's right. I mean, it's like saying the rock's not on the But just be honest about it. Yeah. I just want someone to be honest and just come out and say, not yeah, look, look my, um, my Marvel physique required me to... to Get on the juice, yeah. (laughs) Um, And and the difference between him him in season one and season two is noticeable. Yeah, okay. He's much bigger. Yeah. In the in the second season, Mm. and he's a big guy. Like there's no doubt he's a big big boy. Yes. But he's huge. And again, you still have to work. Oh fuck! I've got no doubt he punished himself for that. You can't. You can't not do any work. But Christ. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Honestly, if I. Yeah, I can bust my balls day in and day out. I mean, let's be honest, Adam. I look at him and I think, should I get on a cycle? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but then I remember, oh, yeah, you've still got to lift weights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Should I just get on a cycle and jab and things in my arm? You know what? Going like this into your fucking backside does not, uh, it's not a fucking bicep girl. No, no, correct. <laughs> but look, Reacher Season 2 is really good. And I actually started reading one of the novels. I just picked up one of the novels that we had in our street library and it's later on in the series, but it's the same thing. Like one thing I will say is Reach is pretty meat and potatoes. There's not a lot of – they don't give you a lot about him. Is that – do you enjoy having a street library on the – just, you know, close to the front of your house so once you see someone drop something off, you can sneak out and decide whether it's worth taking (laughs) or not? (laughs) Yeah. I I know that someone drops some religious books one time. (laughs) You walk out. No. I quickly took them out. No, we're not going to deal in that shit. No. But the novel is good too. Very um, straightforward. Mm. And as I said, they don't do a lot of character development with him. But the character's just this guy who's, you know him, this is, they give you this much information about him, that's it. But it's good shit. It works well in a TV context as well. I watched a slasher movie from the early 2000s called Shredder. Mm. Set on a uh, 
uh, on a snow-capped mountain. Garbage. Yeah, right. Yeah. I actually, no, no, you know what? It, the locations and stuff were really, really nice, and some of the footage was okay, and a couple of the kills were okay, but, God, the acting was fucking horrendous. Now, I watched an interesting one on Netflix, Jared. I don't know why I decided to watch this. I was just sitting at home. I was on leave. It was called Margot. Mm-hmm. And it's all about, you know, these, this group of, like, college students go stay in this smart house, which talks and, you know. Margot is the AI? Yes, yeah, the AI. Yeah. And at first I'm thinking, this is kind of interesting. And then next thing you know, we're involved in fucking doppelgangers and shit. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I mean, well, Tubi's always there for you. Holy shit. I mean, it looked great. Like, it was really, there was, there was clearly some money in it. Yeah. I mean, we start with good old Lachlan Mudro getting his head, <laughs> head exploding because he's caught in a, uh, one of those massage chairs. <laughs> oh, good. Jesus Christ. But other than that, she lost me about <laughs> half an hour in. I was fucking all over the place. That actually sounds like some of the massages you've told me you've received. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. I've found a good massage place now. Yeah. The hot stones. It's not know? going to explode your head. Hot stones, mate. Get yeah. on that. Yeah. I watched Barbie. Yeah. I finally saw Barbie. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, it was good. Quite funny. I, it, you know what? Initially, when I heard about it coming out, I thought this is going to be fucking garbage. Mm. What 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 are you what are you going to make out of this? But they went to some really interesting places, and I feel like they actually nailed it. Yeah. And fuck, I I could not stop laughing at fucking Gosling and his buffoonery again, <laughs> constantly, yeah. constantly sort of hamming it up as an idiot. Like, yeah, yeah. And that stuff really worked. I think that they did a really good job. Did. Threw in a bit of emotion into it. And Margot Robbie is perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a really good choice. Uh, and, it, you know, the, when I look back on who they'd initially been looking at, they had Amy Schumer you know, involved and all that, and there was a couple of other actresses. kind of feel like Margot Robbie was perfect. Yeah. And uh, I'm also, just to mention, I'm playing Killer Frequency on PS5. Yep. yep. Really cool. Yeah. I've, I am uh, hopeless. I've, I've had to try and lead some people to safety and <laughs> fucked it up <laughs> yeah. repeatedly. I've, I am uh, fucking hopeless. I've held off, but it's certainly one I've circled around for It's quite easy. A, it's quite a few fairly short. It's, yeah. it's cool. PS1 style graphics. And no, yeah. Well, yeah, not, not super awesome graphics. Well, I believe it was like purposely. Yeah, because it's purposely in the 80s. paired back. And, yeah. And, yeah. It, and it is, but it still works out nicely. Easy to maneuver around and stuff. You don't have to do a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I think it's really good. Yeah, good. I'll get on that. All right. I just want to make one quick observation before we get into the film. But, I mean, you only got to look at the box office, Jared. We were talking about Aquaman. Mm-hmm. But. These fucking superhero movies seem to have hit the wall. Yeah. Is the fatigue? Is is it? Well, the DC has ones. Has the fatigue finally arrived? Because Marvel shit itself too. Well, the DC ones were a combo of bad. We know it's and... coming to an end. Like the last four came out when we'd already. It's the last three or four. The James Gunn. And we couldn't. We couldn't get out. a tax break on them. So. Couldn't get, couldn't <laughs> get a tax break. Well, fuck, Zaslav would have tried, wouldn't he? <laughs> I actually, you know, funnily enough, I would have preferred to see Batgirl than some of the some of the last ones. That 
That, that would have excited me a little more because it's a character we haven't seen before. I probably would have had, I'd have been more excited about Batgirl than I would have been about Aquaman 2. Mm. Um, but that's a whole other issue. But yeah, it's, it's, I think the last DC movies were a combination of that and that they weren't very good. I don't think any of the last ones were all that great. I think I probably enjoyed Well, Blue the Beetle Flash. was probably the best one. Well, I haven't seen Blue Beetle yet. I haven't I'm, I'm waiting for that to. Well, um, as far as reviewed critically, yeah. I think it's the best one they've had. I can't remember why I didn't get to it in the cinemas, but I'm just waiting for it. I think it's currently $25 to rent. Uh-huh. I'm not going there. No. When it hits $5 to rent, I'll be on it. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it was the best reviewed. I think those movies came out when we knew it was all done and dusted. Yep. So we were kind of looking forward to the next one. I'm probably not the right person to ask because I fucking saw all of them except for Blue Beetle. No, which but I did want to but see. But you know if they're any good. But yeah, I, they weren't. They weren't that good. Marvel's the same. Like, talk about fucking issues. For starters, both the TV series that I've watched recently and the movies have all been average in comparison to the rest of them. Like some of the some of the Phase One and Two stuff, I enjoyed immensely. I haven't really got that at all in Phase Four. No, we're on phase five now, aren't we? Fucking hell. But, but, but anyway, now you've got the whole Jonathan Majors problem. You've, you've fucking banked the whole thing on him. And I've said previously I think he was a fantastic actor and he did awesome things at the end of Loki season one in like 15 minutes of screen time. But since then, even his performances in there have been Average. nothing to get excited about. Now you've got to replace the guy. So I think Marvel might have rested on its laurels. Oh, well, we've got this sorted out. We know we know how phasing is working. It's it's you know DC's got no idea what they're doing. Well, you know, but whilst DC is, doesn't know what the fuck they're doing either, Marvel seems to have slipped into a trap of making shit. Well, here's the thing. Look, DC have fucked some things up, but they've also got a bit of freedom out of that. You've got the freedom to do something like the Joker that's not part of the main but also main Jared, story. It can't get any worse. Do you know what no, I mean? Well, like they, they yeah. can now say, well, fuck. We, we can do anything we want. It but can't I think really we spoke about this before. The, the, the freedom to do something that's not in the main continuity, I feel like that's a good thing. Like the Joker I don't love, but it's not bad. It's not a bad movie and it's something I'm interested in seeing more of, seeing mm. something that's completely out of this. We don't need to see Joaquin Phoenix in the DCEU. That was, that was fine. We have him outside of that. Um, the Batman, yeah, which was fucking, I loved that. And that was outside the main continuity. So DC's got a little bit of freedom with that sort of stuff now. You're going to have a Marvel's Batman Marvel's got sequel. zero freedom, hasn't it? Well, it's they're, all locked. They're all tied into the, everything's got to be a part of this. And we're getting to a point where, you know, I heard people bring up about the Marvels that you kind of, you, you're getting to a point where you're missing stuff if you haven't watched two TV series and three movies before that, which is probably true. But also I think this whole, the whole thing about the formula of it worked initially. Like there was things where, yeah, we can see similarities between the movies, but, you know, this this villain's a little bit different and it works really well. But now I think the formula is just holding it back a little bit. You know what, though? I think there might be fatigue across... There's definitely fatigue for the audiences. But I think there's fatigue across a number of not just the superhero movies. You look at the money, superhero money's down. Well, Tried and tested 
Everything Franchises, a fast X, less money. Yep. Mission Impossible, less money. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a heap of them well, I think, recently. I think was it I last think people year's, might be starting year's, to last year's box office was up on the previous year. Yeah, but that was COVID. It was. There was COVID, but they were talking about look, last year's box office was up, but box office it, it was all it was more dominated by stuff we already knew. Mm. And so now it's kind of like if you go into the movies, it's almost got to be something that you fucking. It's got to be a sequel, or it's got to be a yeah. Otherwise, they almost don't get into the fucking cinema, and I, I think people are tiring of that a little bit. Yeah, something fresh, unless it's freelance. We want something fresh in the cinema. Fucking stink. <laughs> yeah, I just think there might be a little bit of a start finding me some 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 new stuff. Yeah, because I feel like people won't go to the cinemas. Yeah, yeah. start. They'll, they'll start to fall off the cinemas because they're just like, and even as something like Mission Impossible, which is a clearly excellent movie. Yeah, like it's not like some of this stuff is crap. Like Fast yeah, X yeah. is just crap. Yeah, but Mission Impossible. Well, I, heard, is, I heard Dead Reckoning was wasn't the better. Okay, like, yeah. but it wasn't the best of Mission Impossible. But yeah, the Mission Impossible films have always pushed set a pretty high bar. Yeah. But even that's not getting you there. Yeah, not getting you down. But there's the all these there. there's all these things about that. Like they they mentioned, should they not have gone with a part one, part two thing? Because people will just say, well, I'll wait for part two and then I'll watch part one before it. Yeah, I had a little bit of that. I didn't I didn't go to the cinemas for no, that reckoning. No, um, and there's also this whole thing about we're conditioned to know that we're gonna get some, we're gonna get a bunch of stuff on streaming. That we can kind of sit home and watch, and then we can wait for some of the things to come to streaming. Yeah, but that's got its issues too because some of the streaming services are fucking losing money head over fist. <laughs> so what are we going to do? Well, the cinemas <laughs> closed down, and the streaming services fucking shut down. What are we? What are we doing? I don't know. I just we're, bought, a, we're doing fucking back to doing sock puppets. <laughs> I just we're bought like, myself an inflatable projection screen. Oh, we're so back. I'm already fucking stuck on that. We're back I'll be on going DVDs, through the old, I'll be finding all the DVDs that are wrapped in plastic back and finally DVDs. watching them. But yeah, it's I, I think there's there's a few factors, but I definitely think people are kind of seeing that that the Marvel formula at the moment is tiring a little bit, that DC's in a hole until we kind of mm. see what's coming new from them. Like It's not yeah. the greatest time for DC to retool though, is it? Because well, I mean, when the whole of the fucking the, the cinema industry seems to be in the toilet, that's not where you really want to be no. banking on something new to come no, out. No, no. And let's face it, if fucking old mate Zaslav's in charge. Oh, oh <laughs> fuck, they'll be lucky to get him out. <laughs> watch the new movie and then he'll be canning James Gunn yeah. and claiming a tax break on it. Because I need a tax break. I've got a tax oh, break on it. A tax Christ. Break. Just All let right. us watch it, David. We'll decide. We'll decide. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. And here's the trailer for 1993's Firepower. Los Angeles, the year 2006. Citywide crime has increased 300%, and a gang called the Hellsiders control most of the city. The Hell Zone, where laws don't exist and murder is the local currency. Good day to kill a cop. Now that wasn't very neighborly, was it? Lab says it might be AIDS vaccine. Well, if the Hellsiders are running this stuff, let us go undercover. Anyone can visit my club if they want to play. 
a pair of tough cops on an undercover mission enter the hell zone where a criminal mastermind has created a game, the Death Ring. Their job is to expose an illegal AIDS vaccine racket. Use a stick like you've used one before. Yeah, well, I practice a little. But they discover that skill doesn't always determine the victor in the arena. It's run by a computer. It was Drexel. Watch out of there. We have a contact. It's too dangerous. Yeah, that guy's a cop. A message to give to your husband. I'm going into the zone to get Drexel. Too bad we can't do that in the real world. LAPD, Rock and Roll Division. Firepower from 1993, directed by Richard Pepin, who uh, directed Fist of Honor. It's produced by Richard Pepin and Joseph Murphy, who um, produced Funky Monkey, which I suggest would possibly make my uh, Ape Shit yeah, yeah. Volume 2 yeah. set up. Well, I was going to say, I'm sure you've probably seen it. <laughs> I haven't, but I'd like to. In amongst most valuable primates. Uh, um. yeah, SVP. <laughs> and there was the most extreme primate as well. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. That was, that was a good time. And you're though. ragging on me for the ginger <laughs> dead man. <laughs> and it's written by Michael January, who wrote CIA 2, Target mm. Alexa. This was, what was the mob called? PM Productions? Yes. That which was um, Pepin, and, Pepin and Murphy. Made Sorry? skyscraper with Anna Nicole. Oh, fuck, did they? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I remember watching that. That sucked. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, a couple of, you know, action fair. It stars Chad McQueen as Darren Braniff, Gary Daniels as Nick Sledge, Joseph Ruskin as Drexel, Alicia Das as Lisa, and Jim Helwig, better known as the Ultimate Warrior, as the Swordsman. Uh, excuse me, I think you'll find it's James Helwig on this. James <laughs> Helwig, so he's going highbrow. Yeah. Fuck did I have Jim Helwig? <laughs> the budget, I didn't, couldn't find anything. Wouldn't have been high. No. I wouldn't have thought. No, and it was direct to video, obviously. So no box office there. This is the first and only movie to feature the Ultimate Warrior. Surprising, shocking, almost. Well, when we get to it, I suggest. <laughs> <laughs> it won't no. be hard to work out. Warranted. Yeah. All right. This is a cheap mixture of like RoboCop. It starts kind of like RoboCop. Yeah. And then ends up like Bloodsport. <laughs> like <laughs> Bloodsport mm-hmm. with mixtures, little, little, little dash of Mortal little dash Kombat. Mortal Kombat thrown in. But it just doesn't have the budget to deliver on a couple of actually interesting ideas that are in there. Yeah. But it just doesn't have the money. So what it does is spends all its time in the fucking death cage. In the ring. <laughs> with also one of the problems I've got is watching fights with some other fuck we don't need to know about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Performances are shit all round, and I tell you what, the Ultimate Warrior is oh, nothing to write home about. I mean, it is not a performance. It's basically the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. 
without the face paint. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's cheap and formulaic. Uh, the efforts there is let down by execution, I think. One and a half. One and a half. Yeah. Okay. I bumped to a two. No. Oh, I found it entertaining enough in parts. Chad McQueen, I think, is a reasonable actor. Like yeah, I'll go one shit on McQueen. I actually think he has the only decent. He delivers the only sort of decent performance. Yeah, especially for this budget sort of stuff. I think he's a he's a decent performer, and Gary Daniels has his skill set too. Mm. It's probably not maximised by the direction and whatnot, but I think you nailed it for for. Jim Helwig, James. aka James, James Helwig, in this highbrow effort. You watch these wrestlers in these movies sometimes for seeing something different. Basically, you just get the ultimate warrior in this. You get everything that he's done in the WWE ring, and uh, they just put it in the death the death, death ring. Match, yeah, <laughs> they add a sword. It's ultimate warrior plus sword. <laughs> it's fucking. And, and the, I mean, not to get off of the fucking hard foot on him, but he's not even proficient with that. Like, no, you know, no. So what um, are we getting? So, yeah, I think it starts off all right. And as you said, it's clear that there's RoboCop, you know, it's Total der- recall. derivative of RoboCop. I mean, all the cops look just like Alex Murphy's. Yes. The, the, the get-up that he's yeah, wearing the helmet and he's and shot and stuff. So, yeah, you get it that you get that, and then you get Mortal Kombat. I mean, they were going for Mortal Kombat. They probably ended up more pit fighter um, <laughs> sort of level. Pit fighter. Um, but the problem is when we get into the middle of the movie and we spend most of the time in the ring, the martial arts stuff isn't that impressive. And when you got Gary Daniels, get some fucking mileage out of that. Yeah. I feel like they did. He's skilled. Yeah. He's, he's very skilled. He's very skilled. And you've got other guys in there that have the ability, but some of the fights it was just like, oh, fuck, can we kind of get past this? Um you sort of mentioned it, like you look at something like Bloodsport and even some of the fighters that weren't really important, they kept it to a kind of small crew, mm. but of people that you'd seen and you were kind of like, oh, I can't wait to see JCVD having a crack at that guy. Yeah. This one just missed all of that. <laughs> Had stupid names, average costumes. Viper. Like, Viper. I've, I've got a couple it. of comments yeah, about Viper. that. Yeah, And the exterior fucking, the B plot about... Chad McQueen's family and his, his family, family yeah, know, is fuck. fucking rubbish. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't but have even bothered the, with the it. The B and the C plot, I mean, they don't go anywhere. No, no. Like the A plot is we biff each other in the death. Which is funny battle. because they actually go to the lengths of, you know, killing some killing some people, killing off some characters, but because this, the fucking B plot's so bad... <laughs> You're just kind of like, oh, fuck, can we just get on to the next fight or whatever? Um, right. So, yeah, overall, it's not. it was entertaining enough. I enjoyed it for what it was. You know, when you got these sort of things off the shelf, I probably would have watched this one and said, oh, yeah, had a bit of fun with it, but it's pretty bad overall. Move on. So, yeah, two for me. Okay. This one we're not going to go likes and dislikes. Cause they blend into each other. It's a bit of a fucking hodgepodge. Yeah. So and it's just basically that, from, from go to one. Yeah, some stuff that is terrible I was laughing at heartily. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. First off was, um, yeah, when James Helwig popped up, I was like, what? <laughs> I'd never heard him called James Helwig before. If it wasn't Ultimate Warrior, it was Jim Helwig until he, um, I believe he officially changed his name to Warrior. At Warrior. Doesn't he own a, like, I read something about him. Running Warrior fucking University or yeah, something? Yeah, there was a Warrior. Holy shit. Like, like what do you get? 
Was he tied up with Trump? Did he have warrior states? Uh, what? What? I would like to see someone who's got a degree at Warrior University. <laughs> yeah, what did you specialise in? Face paint and tassels. Fucking <laughs> Jesus. What did you say to me? Look, I, you know, oh, look, you, you, you talk to 10 people. No, you know. I graduated they with honours from Warriors went, yeah. Warrior University. <laughs> they went to fucking Brown and, you know. <laughs> MIT. MIT. I went to Warrior. Yeah, yeah, I went to WU. Yeah, Where's that? that? Uh, it was Warrior. online. <laughs> Warrior University. Prestigious. Yeah, what did you learn? Because <laughs> I, I want to fucking, I want to see the the the, the material. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. fuck, I want to see the <laughs> curriculum at Warrior <laughs> University. Because <laughs> the guy was not a good promo cutter either. So no, what the fuck was he teaching not... you? So the funny thing is, like. When I was young and I got into wrestling, it was at the peak of Warrior kind of being pushed. I fucking loved the bloke. <laughs> I was kind of, you know, when we had the, the WrestleMania matchup of Warrior v. Hogan. <laughs> I, know. I was on the Warrior. Yeah, I I know. Was on, yeah. As you grow up, you realise, fuck, the bloke was rambling. Yeah, but also he wasn't, he wasn't a, very a good, good wrestler, wrestler. I don't think. Yeah, they had to make his matches really short. And a lot of them were squash matches where he just fucking, he fucking runs in, <laughs> shakes the ropes like a loon, throws people down with three or four clotheslines, gorilla press, bang, done. Six minutes, six minutes or less. Oh, three minutes or less for a lot of And he wasn't, he wouldn't fucking help other wrestlers. Like he wouldn't, yeah. He wouldn't showcase other wrestlers and yeah. stuff like that. So he was a, yeah. From, from everything I've read, physique. he was not. It was where, yeah, no, it was where Rick McMahon Rude was. Had, <laughs> Ricky Rude had physique Rude and. Ricky Rude had physique and a moustache. And charismatic. Like you wouldn't believe. Good worker. But yeah. No, but like uh, it was at the time when McMahon was pushing his fucking bodybuilding federation as well. And <laughs> fucking hell. So you could see that he was tied up with, yeah, the guy was fucking. God help you on, if you sneeze during a. Yeah. I mean, the warrior didn't have a spare fucking ass cheek to inject something else. Into like look at the guy. <laughs> Bullshit! He had fucking four arms. <laughs> Two of them on his back. Yeah, yeah. Two more well. grew, <laughs> so he could inject some extras in there. Straight out of the gate for me. Fucking exposition dump city. We would get a nightly news exposition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. The entire <laughs> exposition nightly news is back again. Love it. <laughs> It dumps out all this shit. And honestly, there's one idea in amongst that that I thought was cool. The zone of public freedom. Yeah. That was like a hell zone. It was like the purge. Yeah, yeah, And I was like, you know what? That's actually really cool. Yeah. But that is not used at all. Well, that's where the fights are. I know, but it's not used to a decent length, you know. Let me tell you, when we get into it, I'll kind of hit you about three quarters of the way through when I just sort of felt... I hit a, a realisation about the zone of public freedom <laughs> that I'll talk to you about. But the idea yeah. was kind of cool. good. And they kind of well, give it a little. on stuff like the, the fact that it's a bit like Escape from New York. Yeah. That we've got this section where people have decided, no, 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 we're going to go here. And we're going to govern this, ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I, I dig that. I thought it was. We'll wall them off. <laughs> but we're, yeah, yeah, well, we'll wall the warrior off and leave him there. <laughs> Um, but I think you would have more than a boom gate to fucking separate yourself from the You don't need a boom gate. Like, you don't have a gate. Exactly. These fuckers have decided that's where they want to be. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get in there, you fucking scale that 70-foot yeah. fence. Wall them up, mate. You're yeah. not getting easy. No. Um, but 
We'll they take a chopper that- over the top and we drop you out of the fucking thing. That's how you get in there. <laughs> and there was some interesting shit about the AIDS vaccine, the fake mm-hmm. AIDS vaccine, which once again is just jettisoned. It's well, about you're going that. into things that you don't have the budget to be dealing with, aren't you? <laughs> Oh, fuck. <I> don't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I thought some of the, even though that exposition dump was ridiculous, like it was just lump of just shit. Yeah. Good it starts out. things off it with It started out with, okay, there's point. some interesting ideas here. What was the other one? They were going to space or something. Japanese-American mission to space. Yeah, thankfully like there was none of that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Again, budget. But those opening scenes, I mean, the fucking thing's as derivative as hell. Yeah. The opening sequence, ch- car chase stuff, had, well, we're had, had small bits of Robocop. The, the the diner stuff looks cool. Like it looks, yeah. It's it's it kind of looks like that late eighties, early nineties excess, kind of drenched in neon, but pushed to another level. Mm. Because of course we're in two thousand seven, so we fucking ramp the neon up like you wouldn't believe. My issue with it was fucking Daniels and McQueen. They open the movie. I mean, they they're not talking about anything but fucking rooting people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, on, Daniels like, continues to use that that fucking. His English accent just sounds so out of place. Yeah, yeah. And he keeps, like, he drops a couple of seedy lines. They're going for the. Well, they're talking about AIDS, and then the fucking guy says something about. No glove, no love. Yeah, no, but like there's that. something, oh, there's, there's a line before that, which I was just like, yeah, yeah, what are you talking about? There was one that I did laugh at, and that was when, um, during the car chase, they're getting the directions from the woman in, in the precinct. Yeah. yeah. And McQueen makes a comment about oh she loves you or whatever. And Daniel says, "Well, I don't um I don't dip my pen in the company ink." <laughs> I was like, "Thank you, Gary. Thank you for being so lovely." That's where we needed to leave. Yeah, it. I don't, yeah. Oh god. But that and that car chase and stuff is all right. Car chase is fine. It's a you know nice big explosion. Although it's shot, I love the fact that they shot. In its entirety, three separate yeah, yeah. times and three separate angles. Oh, that, that was my note too. It was like, yeah, it's um, so it's a cheap film, so they get a good cast done, so we show it for too long and in slow-mo every, t- yeah. every Whereas time. Whereas I believe the editor's supposed to go cut, cut, cut. Yeah, yeah. You've got three angles. We go bang, bang, bang. They go, oh, no, <laughs> fuck, it looks great. I've got nothing else. Let's just run it start to finish from every angle. <laughs> go, bang. But that entire sequence has... A bit of Robocop, a bit of Total Recall, a bit of Mad Max all in it yeah. all at once. Yep. And it's like three better films. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> Far but that was okay. But it was for, okay. For a straight to video bit of work, that, that car stunt was Well, as I said, stunt was, the action was stuff good. was okay there. Yep. Um, even things like bringing in the, the smart bullet, mm. which we've seen in a fucking million movies. I mean, that's in Judge Dredd and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, But – it was okay to have that. Yeah, fine. One thing I did find funny was the opening, probably, what, six or seven minutes, all that stuff in the diner and yep. the car chase and everything, every piece of dialogue, it's just, you know, they're explaining something. Oh, yeah. Jesus, lucky those smart bullets worked. <laughs> like, it was. <laughs> well, you know, they've got to explain it to us, otherwise we Or, or the woman to... walking through the police station going, 
Oh, I wanted to get rid of my car, but I got a bad fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Petrol's like three hundred dollars a litre. <laughs> what the fuck are we on about? Or gallons, sorry. <laughs> Obviously, we're in America, so we're not dealing with litres. But then I was just like, "What the fuck are we on about? Can we just yeah. get off this?" They also the thing that I also loved about that early on was that they were giving Gary Daniels these. They were trying to hit, hit, give him some of the action movie quips, like the the lines about the girls and whatever. But there was one that I actually didn't mind. <laughs> And I'm not going to say it's like a it's like it's a um, top notch. I would say it's more you know you've probably hit a tango and cash level of quit there. But um, <laughs> so fucking, what was the one about Kurt Russell dresses a woman? Is that, that one? Police brutality. When he goes, oh, we're going to get done for police brutality again, and Daniels goes, brutality, just a little male bonding. <laughs> yeah. True. And then for the next couple of minutes, every time the guy mentions something, he continues to fucking pummel him. Yeah, he says something like, I got out of hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, He's resisting again. Whack. Slams his head into <laughs> That stuff was all right. That worked okay. Yeah, some of that was all right. But, um, I mean, Gary can kick some heads, but fuck. His acting, his his acting was not horrendous. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen him do that, better than this, yeah. but this is not good. And then a line where he goes, they go, you guys are fucking, you know, you go, can't you get a haircut or something? <laughs> <laughs> he says something about how they're part of the LAPD rock and roll division. <laughs> I like Gary. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> Just pick the good ones, say them. Tell the director yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that other ones. Yeah, if, I'm, if I'm his partner, I'm going, don't say everything you think. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I had that. that. His surname was Sledge. Sledge. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, talk about a, a B. It was like it's almost a parody. It's something that you'd see in those, you know, when we get fucking stuff like Far Cry, The Blood Dragon, where they're taking the piss out of these movies. That's a name you'd find in, in their sledge. I, I actually loved, yeah, yeah, we've moved forward. Um, we've progressed, what, 15 years to after the movie was made. But attitudes are still um, cut your hair. <laughs> cut your hair. <laughs> yeah, we we get, get 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 cops, fucking... He cops a couple of serves. Two yeah. people get on him about fucking <laughs> cutting his hair. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Look, it's hair. I'm from, doing my job. But from an OH&S perspective, Jared, he could be grabbed by the ponytail. Correct, but I mean, Jesus. He hey, look, you know what? I, McQueen, look, no one was telling McQueen to cut his fucking hair. He, he might mullet. be grabbed by the ponytail, but I don't want to be the person that's grabbing yeah, Gary no. Daniels by the ponytail. <laughs> Fuck no. Because wherever I wrench him, I know there's a foot that's going to follow fucking fair into my... <laughs> Fair into my nostrils. I want to hope I wrench his head off <laughs> exactly. because I think the next thing's going to be me getting the shit kicked out. Yeah. Uh, can I also ask this? Why, <laughs> why, when we establish a lawless society or a city of, in a dystopian future, do we always involve fucking mesh shirts? <laughs> <laughs> why why is that the uniform of the fucking, you know, disenfranchised? <laughs> Mendez decides, the first arrest, Mendez decides, yeah, I'm I'm a mesh shirt guy because I, I live in a lawless area. Is it because it's cheaper, you're using less material? No, I, assume lots of holes so, I assume so, Jared. But this is the other thing. We're, just because you're in the lawless area, yes, I get that there's a bit more, it's a bit more cutthroat. <laughs> but I'm assuming people can still wash. <laughs> Maybe they turned the water off there. I, fucking, I don't know. But none of them look like they've washed in forever. Because I tell you, once I enter, once I say, fuck this, I've had enough, I'm going to the lawless society, I'm going into the fucking freedom zone, 
and I discover that they, they don't have fucking running water. <laughs> I'm climbing the fence there. I'm getting exactly. back out. I'm done. <laughs> no, when, the, when, the, when, I'm being, when I'm going through intake and they're saying, oh, well, by the way, there's no fucking running water. Yeah, and, and you've got to wear a mesh shirt. Food scarce and, by the way, yeah, you got to dress like fucking right-said friends. Yeah, yeah. Here's your right-said friends, Eagle, and I say, it's fucking winter. <laughs> Yeah. So hang on, sorry, is this a summer kit? <laughs> Where's my jacket? Do I get like a man fur? <laughs> there was a man fur in there. There was some guy that entered the club with a dog and a man fur. <laughs> so he's living his best life in the freedom zone, but everyone else can't, can't fucking watch. I love that guy. Let's hate that guy's lawless. He's exactly. Lawless. Someone's pitching your man fur and then they're fucking kicking your dog and <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I also, um, you know, you can't wash, but we seem to have a pretty fucking solid functioning post-mix machine in the club. <laughs> no, I know. We're still running a fucking pretty profitable club. Exactly. Exactly. All right. When they actually get the warrior there, they yeah. arrest the swordsman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they play to his streets. He has a sort of a very dodgy-looking fucking blue in the... Yep. And then, I mean, he sits there, <laughs> he just grunts and giggles the whole fucking time. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of weird. Like, and I think he only says one line in the entire movie. Yeah. No, it's like, get me out of here, isn't it, when they're in the prison? Did you Did you happen to see his rap sheet? Yeah. I fucking slowed it down to have a look at everything. Yeah, it, was, it was rape and all sorts of shit in there, well, wasn't it? I'll give you, the funniest bit for me was... <laughs> we've, got, we've got the swordsman who, look, again, he's in. isn't he fucking living in the lawless zone? So why is he getting arrested all the time? But, but anyway, why are we after him anyway? I he's in the fucking know. lawless fucking zone. Put him in the lawless zone. Put the zone bloody boob gate there. down. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> put it down. It's 9pm. The boob gate's shut. It's not going to open again until tomorrow morning. Um, but... They 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 go through his. He's got everything. It's, as you mentioned, murder, assault, battery, robbery, carjacking, possession of narcotics, possession of deadly weapons, grand theft auto, assassination. But they got him a couple of times for loitering. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also one for petty theft. He's on a loitering charge currently. Loitering charge. But also, why are we arresting him? Aren't we just arresting him? Driving him back into the fucking lawless zone well, and booting I, him out the door? That's the thing. That when they're doing all this exposition, I'm assuming that he's in this zone on a fucking run to drop drugs off or whatever because there's some people that are like, well, I like running water, but I'd also <laughs> like to snort something on a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Strangely enough, the non-lawless zone's got more coke. <laughs> I'd assume, he, yeah, he's on a run. Um, or maybe he just decided I'm going to cross the boob gate and I'm going to fucking loiter for fucking 15 minutes. <laughs> but the thing is, how did he get through there? Did he just sort of wander through the boob gate? I, like, don't, oh, know. I, could... I don't know. <laughs> See, this is the logistics of it all. It would seem that it's easier to control the flow of drugs back into the city when you control the fucking intake of people. But <laughs> this is what they failed to fucking let us know. Oh, fucking hell, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> But the other thing too was his fucking rap sheet was so long. I thought to myself, 
when you've got assassination and murder on there, would you just? It's just like a greatest it's, like, it's, like, it's like having a. It's, no, it's like having a resume where you're still putting your work to Pizza Hut. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Fifteen years ago, or McDonald's, <laughs> <laughs> or alternatively McDonald's. We. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you! Had one job. You had one yeah, job to spell McDonald's. If you spell McDonald's incorrectly on your resume, you're you, probably you're not getting the gig. But I feel like yeah, you've got that rap. Show. It's at his level. It's the greatest hits back. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. We got rape, murder, <laughs> rape, murder, assault, GBH. There you go. We don't mention the loitering and the fucking penny fest. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Sorry about that bullshit. But. The action sequences, like the shootout and break of the warrior from the police station, yep. and you know, there's a car chase, an armored car chase where they use a helicopter, like real, yeah, a yeah. real helicopter down low. Yep, that shit's fucking pretty impressive for a small budget film. Yeah, warrior looks like he's broken out by a gang of his wrestling buddies that haven't yeah, worked well, in a while. One of them looks like a barbarian brother. Who blows that guy's fucking head? They're off. sitting there going, "Look, we're sick of working the fucking independent circuit in the free zone. We need to get back in here yeah. in the WWE. So we'll we'll bust you out if you get us a contract." Yeah, exactly. But um, but also, yeah, I, I thought that that stuff was again, as you said, pretty for, for impressive. The budget for stuff, a slow budget. pretty good. Like yeah. you've spent some money in the right areas there. Not sure if a bus is the strongest choice of getaway vehicle. I feel like. Uh, I'd be saying, if I'm running the show, I'd be saying, look, let's pull everyone back. It seems to be heavily armoured, so let's just fucking follow the thing for three and a half hours until it runs out of petrol because it's not going to outrun us. <laughs> yeah, that's we're right. Gonna be able, we're going to be able to tail it I'll from I'll tell you distance. what, that's the one problem with that fucking sequence is the voiceover between the two cops. Yeah. <laughs> just goes they tried on. to make it sound like futuristic, but it, it sounds like terrible. bad technology. And then... You get Chad McQueen and his face does not change. I think we might have just been reusing the same footage. There was a couple of times where I reckon they used the reused it a couple of times. I think they also, also reused it in one of the fights with the warrior. Yeah. It's also fucking highlighted in this sequence that it's sequence that it's really tough to see. Like a lot of the movie is really dark. And to the point where some things are, are difficult to fucking see. But was that just the transfer on YouTube? I don't think it was. Like, I think we've we've seen some fucking bad transfers. <laughs> but this one, like, there was points where it's, oh, well, it's clear. You can see shit here, but when you go to different points, it's just too dark. Yeah. That's what I felt like. Maybe they're covering up the, oh, well, this doesn't actually look like a prison, so let's fucking make it dark. I don't know. Uh, the, the strip club bar fight club that they're in for the majority of the second half of the film. Mm. It's just club hell. Yeah. But it's on a toasted cheese sandbow budget or something. <laughs> it's fucking, you know, you haven't got money to, to, to do the you haven't bullshit got they were doing. You haven't got bay money. Yeah, you haven't got bay money to throw around. But you've, it's basically that type of club. They advertise well for the death ring, though. Death ring. Which is the sort of shit you can do in the lawless zone. Yeah, you know? Death ring, here tonight. Here tonight. Yeah. Make sure you wear make sure you wear your fur coat and bring your dog. <laughs> Why? <laughs> this is the other thing. Why are there death matches and non death matches? Non lethal and lethal. Well, there's a hierarchy here, Adam. You know, when you first get in there, we don't kill you. Like <laughs> to... I thought it would have been every man for himself, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought it was like a you know, a bracket. Are we fighting in a bracket here or is it just a, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was like, you know, you need to work through. Yeah. And you yeah. have to kill them. I had a good laugh too with, immediately upon entering 
There's some bloke fucking going off on the synthesizer, <laughs> but in the foreground <laughs> you just see someone's head getting pummeled. <laughs> 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 This is where we go from Robocop to fucking Bloodsport. Yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, when he's the the shit that's playing on the synthesizer, like you get in here and immediately you see, oh, there's a couple of touches of Mortal Kombat. There's a fucking security guard that's basically Kano with the fucking. Oh, so the guy with the eye patch? Yeah, yeah. Mortal Kombat was released the year before this came out, so. You're thinking to yourself, yeah, well, they're probably going I've had for a that. Look at it and thought, yeah, the the fight screens kind of look like the early the Mortal Kombat one kind of yeah intros to the fights and stuff like that. But then the music that he's playing actually sounds like the fucking Mortal Kombat movie, which didn't come out for about three years after this. So, so it was kind of funny though. It made me Mortal Kombat saying, "Well, fuck it, you pinched our whole yeah. idea. So we'll, we'll just pinch a bit of music." <laughs> but you should have pinched the part with the guy's fucking head getting. <laughs> Wailed on <laughs> in the foreground of the fight. That was the best part of it. You know what, though? They said they're going undercover. Yeah. Oh, we're yeah, going yeah. undercover. We're going undercover. Yeah. You were in there the night before. In your kids. Full kids. And I, I, one I, of you has a pretty distinct English accent. Yeah. And the a only fucking bike pony, a side pony hanging out. You can fucking help it. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I think we've worked this out. Yeah. Maybe the lawless land you don't pay much attention, Jared. No, no, that's right. I also noted the uh, the fucking, this is where straight away we get the shitty names for all the competitors. Viper. Dr. Death, <laughs> Viper. My favourite was Tuba. Yeah. <laughs> Funnily enough, we didn't see Tumor actually fight on screen. But when we saw the when we saw the odds, I was like, Tumor. I want I want Tumor. I want to see him get it. I want to see him get his ass kicked too. Yeah. The fight choreography. This is where we go wrong. We actually get some action sequences going well with cars and guns and stuff, but we've got Gary Daniels and the guy playing Viper's obviously pretty pretty useful. Yeah, I think he had a reasonable career in like stunt coordination and whatnot. But the fights, the, the choreographies, it's all shot from long range. Yeah. We've got a, a lot, lot of, of shots of shots. people kind of just sort of ready to fight a couple of metres away from each other and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, um, and, there, I mean, there's one in particular, and, and you know, just going back a little bit, when Gary Daniels corners that bike in the mesh top early on, he punches him a couple of times and gives him a, a roundhouse and it fucking misses him by about a foot. <laughs> like, you can see it. Like it and it yeah. just never got any better. Like it just it, the, no. the choreography is just terrible. Yeah, and, and this is where the, you, the, you draw the, like unfavorable comparisons to something like Bloodsport, which again probably didn't have a ton of money. It had more money than this, but this is where you can make up on some of that, can't you? You can put some reasonable fights on screen, and well, the hand to hand is is the easiest bit, isn't it? Well, you'd hope so, because you, you've, your actors have already been paid, especially been paid. when you've got proficient performers. Yeah. I mean, even Chad McQueen had some martial arts background. No, well, he doesn't look great. No, no. Chad. But, I mean, his, you know, his second fight is fucking ab- abysmal. But it's probably better than having to teach someone how to do it. Correct. Like you've got someone that can, can get on screen and probably throw a punch that looks all right. But you know what, though? They should have had McQueen being more of a boxer type. Yeah, you well, know, that's, again. Sharp, fast yeah. mover, And you're dropping, you're dropping like weapons in for people. It's like, well, here's where we fucking play with a bit of that. We've got someone that's got this style. And yeah. then we drop a weapon in. And we, they don't you know, bother we've got, to do we've got the fucking, we've got the old, uh, 
we got the old brawler like in in uh, Bloodsport, but we drop him a pair of nunchucks and he doesn't yeah. know what the fuck to do with them. Like, yeah. they don't do anything. They don't do that. anything with that, really. Um, McQueen gives us a bit of acting when he when he first speaks to his wife about the gig. Yeah, he's going to do. Yeah, there's a bit of emotion in there. I don't like the fact that he grabs his wife. By the arm in an aggressive fashion. An aggressive Jared, manner. Was yes. not necessary. No. But there's emotion in that sequence. And a he actually bit. gives a bit of acting. Yeah. It's, yeah. look. From, you loved it. From this point on, this plot is fucking useless oh, to the movie. Is it what? Although um, I love the fact. His fucking wife hates him. She hates him. She just him. Yeah. And I mean, he's she actively. She sees him twice in the whole movie and she fucking gives him a god for He's both actively times. fucking pursuing another angle before she's even killed. <laughs> <laughs> but then he, and then he has the fucking ball to say, I just want to be your friend to that other bird. It's like, oh, fucking come no, on. But, you know, two days later, my wife's killed and I'm going to be smooching you before the credits roll. Like, it's. Oh, yeah. It Unbelievable. Was, but yeah, the, the that plot was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, um, and then they try to bring it back later. And where the fuck do they live? What is that couch they're playing video games on? It looks like a fucking slide. <laughs> <laughs> do you go from the top floor to the bottom floor on that thing? But yeah, it's 2007, Jared. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we have couches that you can't H. R. fucking Geigel sit on. <laughs> I was creating yeah. a line of couches. Yeah, IKEA got, fucking, got on to HR Geiger and said, can you knock us up the couch? That might make our fucking, give us nightmares for the rest of our lives. Got to sit on. Yeah. But you know Jared. what I mean? Like, there's a bit of acting. Not, I'm not going to say chops. Do I say chops? Well, at the very least, he. F- I feel like it's a poorly cooked chop. But it's yeah, a yeah. Chop. Oh, fuck. It's it's barely cooked. But what <laughs> I mean is, I think if you gave McQueen a role where you wanted him to act, you might actually get something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, throw that at Gary Daniels. You're not getting anyway. <laughs> hey, Gary's got to be in fight <laughs> scenes and stuff like that. Love the man, <laughs> but you don't give him a role in Shakespeare or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that, it, it's absolutely showcased when that woman that, you know, he works with, he doesn't want to dip the pen in the company ink. When she dies, Gary looks fucking, he looks bereft <laughs> <laughs> by crinkling his forehead and going, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you should have yeah. made him, just just get him to punch something yeah. out of anger. Ah! <laughs> we also get. We've seen a bit of the swordsman in the ring by oh, now. Oh, God. And it's just the ultimate warrior. But he sort of, this is what I noticed about him. And, you know, again, I wasn't a big, I was a wrestling, you know, somewhat of a wrestling fan back then, but I wasn't so, I didn't sort of really key into it. No, no. And you I were in the, the, the uh, fucking cartoon era, weren't you? The WWF, uh, when they had the cartoon with Hulk and the junkyard dog. And the oh, I did. Dogs. I did have some of that shit. But what I mean is, that, you know, I didn't realise how bad a wrestler he was. Yeah. Because yeah. I think people forget. And certainly back in that period, there was a lot of talk about how, oh, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. Whereas it wasn't actually fake physically. No. It was still, just storylines were, were made up. Yeah. But the physicality of the shit, you've got to hit each other and it's got to hurt. It's, it hurts. Like, yeah. Fucking hell, yeah, I get belted. Yeah. There's got to be things that, that happen. But, yeah, he's. But the Warriors seemed to be somebody, it turned out, who was very lackluster in the ring. Yeah, exactly. And in this, it's exactly the same. He, yeah. he wanders around the ring. Yeah, yeah, when he gets hit for the one time, he fucking grabs his he grabs his head for a second, turns the other way, and then he's flailing his arms and yeah. shit, and it looks just like a wrestling match. Look, yeah. looks like he did in the wrestling match. And he screams and... I mean, give us a fucking Ric Flair flop. 
Get hit, ah! take a couple of steps, and then yeah, fall over. Fall but you know what I mean? Like he screams and yells, but he doesn't do anything else. Like yeah. there's nothing else happening. That I mean, the fucking fight with him when we first see him in action is just terrible. It's a squash match again, but he just he just gets a bit of an eye rake. And then, oh yeah. shit! And then he's <laughs> he squashes someone back on deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not good. What about uh, the rocker? There's one bloke that comes out called the Rocker, and it's the one time they try to really push the Mortal Kombat kind of angle. He comes out with like a hood and a fucking dollar store mask. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Oh my god! And you called him the Rocker. What the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> and I believe he kills that bloke, doesn't he? Yes, yes. He I kills think the that Viper. Him. Yeah. Was that him? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. When I mean, I'll get to it in a minute about their investigation, their so-called investigation that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Which seems to involve nothing more than talking to Viper a couple of times and then talking to the woman talking who the girl. happens to. He didn't sneak into anyone's office. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't, fucking... didn't find a fucking chemistry lab full of, yeah. you know, didn't fake. Didn't beat the snot anyone. It's not out of anyone for information. <laughs> exactly. Like... Fucking ridiculous. Like, and again, it's like a C plot. Yeah. Correct. But why do we need it? Uh, we silly. don't. I also like when they, uh, they go to fucking brief the. The boss, and he tells him, you both look like a fried piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. I thought he might have been commenting on their performances <laughs> at the time. Well, Gary Daniels went, nodded, but yeah, I understand. Yes, I've heard I that before. Oh, you know what? I've been told that a few yeah. times. Give me a couple of months <laughs> and I'll look like a fresh piece of shit. Like, <laughs> I love the fact that Daniels enters the rig as the hammer and then drops into what looks like a breakdancing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He fucking does the old, <laughs> does the splits and yeah, then yeah. flies out of it. We're taking a little bit of Van Damme work. And he also, when he does the splits, he looks up at his fucking opponent and gives him the air. What do you reckon? Like, I don't yeah, okay, you can do the splits. Fucking yeah, great. Good. So you, you you do calisthenics, do you? Yeah, my yoga's on point, mate. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the, the, the issues with this freedom zone. If, you, if you're happy to talk about that, that's, this is where my notes kind of expanded on that. Okay. So we Are you unhappy with the freedom At zone? this point, we were kind of two-thirds through the movie, and I thought to myself, the whole, the whole premise is them hitting, sorry, them heading into this zone of personal freedom for an undercover operation, okay? Yeah. But isn't the whole idea that that zone is fucking lawless? So yeah. if you come up with anything in this operation... What are you going to do? <laughs> it's like you can't use it. You're going to sit there again. We've got you, pal. Wait till you fucking come through that boom yeah, gate. Yeah, We're going to bring the hammer down on you. <laughs> I, I was just like, at that point I was looking at it going, so you can't arrest anyone outside that zone. That's what I'm led to believe, like inside that zone, sorry. No. So really the job is to gain intel. About what? Like, <laughs> the, the, this the, is a thing. The drug. Yeah, I know, but fuck. But as you said, that's so far in the background. So I think the whole thing would have worked better if they are told, yeah, you can go in and do this. And also, the, it's lawless. You do what you need to do to get the information. So you kill a few people. You fucking... Hey, you're going into the lawless zone. We saw nothing. Yeah. The fucking boss should be telling him this. But the flip side is the boom gate you got, was up. No, yeah, yeah, you got the flip side is <laughs> between the hours of nine pm and nine am. 
we can't get anyone in there because the boom gate's shut and the, and the resources are low, so we don't have any overnight staff. If I had the lead on this and the boom gate goes up and you guys went through it, I didn't fucking see anything, right? But the whole idea is, isn't it like we're not going in there to arrest anyone? We're not going in there for a fucking takedown operation. It's not an undercover operation. It's, well, it is kind of, we don't want you to be seen as police because it, it'll but be. But what is it? It's basically. Well, the idea is they should have done something early to fucking instigate, well, we need to go in and we need to take this guy down. Or but, it's going to spread out of the lawless zone yeah, yeah. into the unlawless But we can't help you. We've got a fucking job to do out here. If you guys choose to go in there, yeah, it's kind of own. an undercover operation, but while you're in there, we there's no backup. Isn't yeah. that what it is? Because your fucking operation is you're going to come out and say, here's my report. Oh, well, we fucking can't do anything about that because it's all happening in there. <laughs> I, I towed some ass in the yeah, death yeah, man's yeah. fucking arena. Yeah. I lost my partner. He's dead. My wife's dead. <laughs> but I got here's the intel I got. Oh, good. We can't act on it because the fucking the factory's inside the zone and the guy that runs the factory, he's, he's in also zone. inside well, the zone. Well, he's dead too. Which is lawless. There's no yeah, law. Yeah. We can't fucking roll in there and arrest him. Yeah, exactly, the guy. exactly. These guys were not doing anything wrong. <laughs> Basically... <laughs> Yeah. Hey, but I think that Aren't was they fun. doing exactly what you wanted them to do? Take your shit in there and keep it away from us. <laughs> so the whole fucking—I mean, the, the fucking no, plot, the plot something... is a house of cards that's just fucking blown over. No, but the whole, <laughs> the whole thing about the AIDS, the fake AIDS vaccine. Yes, was it was getting out into the. The, the, yeah. the unlawless. The warrior was so running these, that. <laughs> these cops. He was fucking loitering on the corner waiting for someone to come and collect their yeah, vaccine, like, their fake like, vaccine. He's like, 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 <laughs> <laughs> standing there in his long leather jacket. Well, it's not a jacket. He's only got a vest. So he's only got a small amount, but he goes, Psst, and opens his vest. I've got four vials in here. And then he fucking giggles like anymore. an idiot. And that's it. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, God. No, but yeah, I mean, like, I think that was what they were trying to get, but it was so muddled and so clunky yeah. that they that you didn't come across very well. Yeah. But, again, even if, they are, even if they are doing that, you have to take them in the zone where they can be arrested. Once they get back into the other zone, you're the law. There is no law in there. Yeah. So that's that. My whole issue. With and then, then, yeah, what best thing to do here? Let's think about this boomgate situation. Let's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wall the gun up. We need something better than this. <laughs> this bloke's come in. He's committed murder. He's assassinated people. How do people. we stop these guys from bringing that drug? And in? he that's fucking right. he fucking shoplifted <laughs> on his way out. But we pinned him for that one. He got a petty theft charge there. <laughs> You won't believe it. We got him for Benny's after. Yeah. I found him it's with a fucking. Kidney Al Capone for tax evasion, for fuck's sake. Come on. Yeah. On his way back to the zone, he got hungry and fucking shoplifted. I pinned him with a bag of Swiss crisps and a bottle of Coke. <laughs> Silly bastard. He deposited something down the drain. I think it was vials of a fucking AIDS vaccine. But yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Fair. But I feel like you clarify that or you make a tweak to say we're sending you in if you want to do it. Well, you volunteered. You volunteered to go in, but we need a stronger motivation for you to go in and there's not going to be any arrests, mate. <laughs> yeah. So if you go in there and you fucking kill that bloke, I didn't hear this, this meeting never <laughs> took place. <laughs> exactly. There are no reports to be written. Yeah. There are no 
Don't Makes my fired. job easier. Fuck, get in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm fucking walking the guy in there. Yeah, yeah, get in there. Fuck yeah. hell. The stuff with Viper, they kind of make out like he's an ally and their buddies. Like, there's plenty of backslapping as yeah, they watch yeah, each yeah. other belt, belt people to, yes. into the middle of next week. They're constantly slapping each other on the back. You go, Viper, Viper loves us. Viper gets killed with a hatchet to the back. Mm. And then they make, they're kind of making out like, Oh, you know, it's an emotional thing. Yeah. And I'm like, you the fucking barely even knew him. Like, yeah, what are we yeah. doing here? We spotted him. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We spoke to him a couple of times. Yeah. I mean, at one point we were almost on the same card. I was going to have to kick his head in. Yeah. They should have probably delved into that a bit more when they're on the piss. Like they're having then, a few drinks after the fight because he starts talking about why he's doing it. You, yeah. You punch that up a bit. Yeah, punch it up. We get we get that. Michael January. <laughs> Bring in Michael February. <laughs> Yeah, I think we need all the way through. I think we need everyone through to Michael December to really punch it up. (laughs) At the minimum, it should be June. Fucking Michael June should be there. Michael June will get the job done. But um, because McQueen says something, it's personal now. Yeah, yeah. It's personal because some guy that you had a couple of fucking fights with, you stood in a smelly locker room. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I borrowed his dick and run the free fight. I patted him on the bum a couple of times between fights. What the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. Again, to me, this lends some fucking cred to they should have made a stronger motivation for them to get in there in the first place. Yeah. And and fucking take care of things outside of what they would normally do. And, And again, coming back to this, and, you know, we had the Viper thing, then we had the death of McQueen's wife, which is just a wait. Like, it, there is no need for any of that. No. Because it's 20 minutes towards the end of the film. It has no bearing on anything. McQueen basically, he barely even registers her death. No. He's too busy chatting up the other <laughs> Oh, no, he's already. <laughs> he's undercover chatting oh, up another God. woman and, and having his wife call him a fucking scumbag. That's the only reason she exists in the film. Yeah. Other than to be killed, which seems ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And look, look, this is where things get to. Gary Daniels would have fucking put foot to ass to Warrior. Like, he would have yeah. whipped his ass. Yes. None of that is acceptable. No. I can buy that because it's like, okay, you, you, you're putting out there that this guy's fucking superhuman strength, whatever. Yeah, at least I felt the fight could have been a little more of Daniel's really fucking giving it to him. But see, they don't they don't show him as super string strong. Other than the bit in the police station where he gets free of his cuffs. Yeah, yeah. They needed to showcase that show the guy could more take the punishment and yes. just shake it off. Which is the problem when you're doing a squash match. <laughs> he doesn't take any. I know. He um, wasn't willing. So yeah, I think I think you're right. It didn't it didn't really build him up in in the right fashion. The one thing I think was this was a strong move was killing Gary Daniels' character. Yeah, I like that because I didn't. Ex- I didn't really. And the way it. they did it was pretty nasty. Yeah, I thought, okay, well, we've got two guys that are these leads in these B movie kind of straight to video things. I thought they were both going to make. <laughs> did it you say thought, you didn't see it coming? I didn't see it coming. Holy shit! Well, I didn't see. You know, Richard Peppany. He threw a few he fucking threw, smoke yeah, bombs in the air. Head. No, but I didn't think we were going to kill 
He put, I mean, down, four, other, he put down four cars. With what other Gazza Daniels movie was he, has he had his head cut off? Oh, I don't watch his. <laughs> I don't watch his movies, Jared. So I don't fucking know. <laughs> Touche. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That was a stupid you need question. To watch, you need to watch some more Gary Daniels. But, you know. Well, once you've worked your way through the Evil Bong series, I'm sure you can get to I'll find a couple of Gary's movies to continue on my Odyssey, my trek through. Um, oh, but fuck. I think, <laughs> well, that's going to take a while because there's eight of them. Nine if you get the crossover. <laughs> but, oh, oh, shit. But, um, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's, I agree, agree, though. Killing Daniels. Who was the more proficient martial artist too was probably a, a wise-ish move. Yeah. And it also, it actually did bring a personal touch to it. Finally. they had fucking fumbled. Fucking ten minutes before we finished the movie. <laughs> yeah. That they had fumbled away repeatedly. Yeah. By saying that Viper was important to us and then oh, my wife who rags on me in two scenes and then, you know. Yeah. And when she dies, basically McQueen just goes like this. He goes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, he scratches his forehead. And two shades later, he's just been killed. Yeah, yeah. At least show some. Fuck, I mean, honestly, these cops are on to you. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, as, yeah, Richard Pepin, Pepin fooled me there. <laughs> yeah, Michael January really, <laughs> he got me. Um, he dazzled me with, with a little bit of. Unexpected I mean, that work. is that is that is like yeah, you know, three card Monty. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. done that to you. Yeah, and then really, the final from move. that point on, Ugh. the the whole factory is just it's a waste. We just by that point, as you said, that plot's kind of just fallen by the wayside. But the final blue is just fucking nothing. Like once again, it's shot from a distance, so we can't see anything up close. Yeah, and all it is is the warrior pushing. McQueen around until he takes the sword and swings it into an electricity box, and that's it. Yep. Yeah. His head should have fucking great. exploded. Like, like, <laughs> exactly. At the minimum, something. In a massive. Like, he should have blown his mullet off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mullet, nothing left but a fucking flowing, the flowing. A flaming mullet with a top of his skull attached to it. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Everything else is just gone. Yeah, I, I, I agree. The the fight was just it was it was kind of nothing. And it was the whole problem of the movie, right? You didn't make the best out of Gary Daniels, and then when you got left with Chad McQueen versus the Warrior, it's just the Warrior doing what he's done. As I said, he just didn't show anything that he hadn't we hadn't already seen anywhere else. McQueen's a better actor. I actually feel you could have twisted and Daniels survives. So you cut McQueen's head off? Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, McQueen. Adam, you've, you've put all these But you've also together. killed his wife. <laughs> yeah, so correct. fuck, we've got nothing. No. So what's Daniels doing? No, but Daniels, it's personal. His partner. No. It's the I exact think, same thing. I think you've spent too much time, and it, it wasn't done well, but you've spent too much time working McQueen into that role. I know, but Daniels is a better fighter. Daniels is a better fighter. would have made that fight, so final fight a Maybe we should have just flipped the roles around or just had Gary Daniels no. with some other... Gary can't act to save his fucking life. (laughs) McQueen at least semi-delivers something. You just fucking squashed your own argument. (laughs) I know. That's what I'm saying. We couldn't use Daniels in the end, but I would have loved to have seen him. This is why they should have both survived. And it could have put both of them against the Warrior and the Warrior's kicking their ass, you know, like, like, you know, Lethal Weapon 4. Correct. 
This is this is where so you got to team gone, up. That's where that's where you should have gone. Fucking Michael January, give us a call. <laughs> yeah, give us a call, January. Don't, just not in January. <laughs> he'll, he'll tell us to fuck off. I heard your podcast. You guys can get fucked. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Did you have anything else? No, that was other it. than the warrior who I just I'm gonna brag on him again. Okay. I can see why he did not make any more films. <laughs> no. And where does he stand in amongst see, other films? You other- can't see a comedic a comedic. Uh- <laughs> could I see him in Mister Nanny too? No, I could not. Could you see him driving a taxi in Stuba with the comedic no, timing? Of Batista? No, not with the comedic timing of one fucking Dave Batista. No. He chugging a beer through his ass, like Cena. <laughs> this is why those guys have have, have moved, gone on to bigger and better yeah, things. Yeah, they're willing to, to fucking, fucking have chug a bit of a beers laugh. through their bums. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing you need to do. That's <laughs> not how you stretch. They're not establishing <laughs> online universities or or, well, um, I mean, or financial institutions. Obviously, um, James wanted to sort of. Help the youth of America with you know, their uh, education and decide Good. to give up acting <laughs> <laughs> and wrestling. <laughs> Although I believe he was sacked three times yeah, in his yeah. wrestling career. Yeah. So his last run in WCW was a travesty. <laughs> was a it? it was an absolute shocker. He didn't do what Hulk Hogan didn't dye his fucking hair and shit and look like No, a, no, a but him and Hogan had another. They had a match in like '99, I think, and it's just re- remembered as one of the worst fucking wrestling matches ever. <laughs> was it just two old fucking two geriatrics? Old I think there was one point where Warrior was supposed to, or one of them was supposed to use like um, fucking uh, that paper that lights up and fucking burns out really quick to do like a fucking gimmick in the ring, and they fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a shambles all around. Uh, I see. I see. Well, look. I'm going to say he's at the bottom of the pile of wrestling actors. There's a few. There's there's plenty to go through. I wouldn't say he's at the bottom. Who's at of, the bottom? Well, I've seen the, the Miz. The Miz. I've seen. No, the Miz has made a fucking. Well, fucking Rob Van Dam popped up in that one that uh, Steven Seagal was in, where where every time it cut to a shot of someone walking, yeah, it wasn't it was, Steven Seagal. Yeah, it was a thin, <laughs> a thin. Fully, um, a, a, a man with a full head of hair, thin, bloke muscular. covering his face to walk out of the scene and stuff like that. So, I mean. That's got to be a lower end. There's some pretty low tier stuff. There's a few wrestlers that have cropped in, but, I mean, shit. You've got The Rock, you've got Cena, you've got Batista all above him. You've got Roddy Piper, who only did a handful, but, but just were, on the strength of They Live, he's yeah. fucking miles above well, him. Well, put it this way. Piper gives a performance in They Live. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> even someone like Terry Funk as a fucking background player in Roadhouse. Well, even fucking, you know, Kevin Nash, big sexy. Big sexy. He's had a reasonable <laughs> career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, the Warrior is very, very far down the list. But the Warrior's not playing a character. He's just fucking playing the Warrior. That's all that's happening. There. Correct. So really, he's just... Taken his wrestling persona and yeah. put it over here. What about Hogan? Was this executive produced by <laughs> Vince McMahon? No, shit, he would have been anywhere near this. <laughs> this might have been one of the times after he was sacked. I think this was possibly, maybe he was filming it a bit, but I think this might have been the yeah, first he, time he was he sacked. He pushed for more money. Yeah, yeah. 91 or something. On the night of SummerSlam. <laughs> like I said, I'm not going out unless Do I get paid the job more. and then fucking <laughs> yeah, request more money. It. So I think McMahon fucking, uh, he said, yeah, I'll pay you, and then fucking paid him the money and, t- and fired him immediately. Well, this is the thing. He's probably one of the only blokes who got one over McMahon. 
Well, because he also took the name of the warrior. Yeah, but I mean, fuck. I think I mean Vinnie Mac just sold his company for billions. I know, but what I'm saying is, no one else has been able to do that to be able to take the the name of their wrestling character and then use it. Yeah, but what does it mean if that bloke? It not means doing nothing it? in the in the big scheme of things. But imagine if the Rock had taken that. Yeah, but I mean, as I said, for some of these people, it means nothing without the person that was playing it. Yeah, correct. I mean, the fucking WCW ran out a bloke called the Renegade, which was basically the Ultimate Warrior with a different bloke doing it. Was it? It, it did yeah, not what, they go could have down painted well. some bloke's face. Yeah, yeah, it didn't go down well. No? So, I mean, he can have the Warrior. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it comes with a certain amount of cachet when it's universe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, when you can stamp that on your fucking on your diploma... <laughs> it works I'm out really bit, well. I will bet my left testicle that the logo for Warrior University yeah. is that fucking bullshit that was painted on his face. I could bet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got a bachelor of I got a bachelor of fucking clotheslining people. <laughs> I got a I got a um I got a major in gorilla press. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to see this. I'm looking it up on Google yeah, to see if anyone put their transcript. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see. If I, I want to see actual evidence of a fucking degree. Hey, did Warrior you get a University. HD at Warrior University? <laughs> All right, that was firepower. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook, Thrill Me Podcast Australia, Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com, Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Make sure to rate and review us wherever you find us. Keep an eye on the Facebook page to see what the details are of the next movie we cover. But until then, take it easy, everyone, and we'll catch you later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.